You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. We are going to just keep your Bible open. We're going to look at a lot of verses today. Uh, When we go on vacation, uh, we end up packing our bags for everything that we think we are going to need. And you start throwing things in, and then you start throwing some more things in. And then you need to get another bag because you need more things, because you might need something. And so you first put everything in that you think you're going to need, and then you come back, but I might need this as well. And you keep on adding to that baggage. Is anybody else packed that way? All of the things that are just possible that you might need. And, and so you keep throwing those uh, in the bags and you've, you've got the baggage and you load them all up and you go off on a trip, whether it's a business trip or whether it's vacation and, and you go and you live out of those, those bags and then you come home and you pull everything out and you sort everything, you get things washed and put away and then you take those empty bags and you stow them away. But you know, in life, that's not really what happens with the hurts, the issues, the problems. What we find is we all have baggage. We all have baggage. The next four weeks, we're going to be looking at that a series entitled Summer Baggage. You know, one thing about summer baggage, the idea is that summer's over, you're done. This is not something that I want to live out of every day. It's inconvenient. Not only is it inconvenient, I have to carry it with me. And depending on how much she puts in it, it gets heavy. You see, with some things in life, we carry our baggage around with us. Our stuff, our issues, our baggage. And carrying baggage around is tiring. Carrying baggage around will get you to a place where you finally say, I don't care. You know what we've got to do is we've got to learn how to unpack the baggage. We've got to figure out how do I get these things out of my life so I'm not carrying them around with me. And today, I am going to try to help you. I'm going to try to help me, because none of us have arrived. We all have issues. We all have baggage. Some people's baggage, as Mrs. Brown, we were talking last night, she said some people's baggage, they've got Louis Vuitton. Their baggage looks better, but they still got baggage. And you might look around at people and you might think that they've got everything together. Let me tell you, they've got baggage. 
I just traveled down to Orlando uh, this last month. And as I was going to check baggage in, somebody came in and they had garbage bags. Their clothing was literally just in black garbage bags. And they had, you know, tied the bags up and they put their name on it. And you could sense the embarrassment that was there as they were checking their baggage. But you know, whether it's a garbage bag or whether it's a Louis Vuitton or whether it's some Samsonite in the middle, Walmart special, yard sale special, they are all meant for the same thing. It's to carry items. And in life, if we're not careful, we can carry stuff with us through life and it just keeps on building. This morning, we're going to look at this thing called forgiveness. Unforgiveness is some baggage that will weigh you down. It'll weigh you down. And so, this morning we'll speak to you on summer baggage. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. Uh, Lord, help me to be a help. Lord, I love these people. And I do ask that you would give us what we need. Just give us some direction. Give us some insight. Give us some steps uh, so we can uh, be able to walk through and, and, and make some progress in this area. Uh, and may we get this area of unforgiveness uh, out of uh, our life so we are not carrying it around with us. And so I pray that you'd help for Christ's sake. Amen. It would be easy to see that somebody has baggage when they're carrying something like this. Uh, and, you know, we expect people to carry baggage when they're traveling. You expect to see baggage when somebody's going to an airport or somebody is uh, going into a hotel or uh, they, maybe they uh, are on vacation and they're emptying their stuff out from somebody else's car or their car and going into a friend or family's house. And, and, and we expect baggage at certain times in life. But the reality is, through the, our daily lives, we carry baggage around that nobody else knows that we carry. But eventually, it comes out. Eventually, it gets exposed. We were, I was at the airport one time, and uh, it was back when TSA just first got instituted after 9-11. And I was traveling, and uh, there was uh, this lady that was right in front of me, and she had a carry-on bag. And with that carry-on bag, uh, they decided they were going to search that bag. Well, they didn't have everything set up yet. And so here they were, right in front of God and everybody, opened up her suitcase and started pulling out all of her intimates. And you could just see the horror on this lady's face that they would do such a thing. You know, we don't ever expect anybody to see some of the things that we carry around. But under the right circumstances, under the right pressure, it is going to be opened up. And it is going to be revealed. 
And so we've got to learn how to deal with these areas uh, in our lives. Uh, And so uh, forgiveness uh, is something that we all need to, we all need to have forgiveness. We all need to give forgiveness. Let's, Let's say that word together, forgiveness. You ready? Forgiveness. Let's say it again. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is something that not only do we need, forgiveness is something that we have to give. Forgive. And without forgiveness, uh, the relationship issues uh, or the relationship uh, that we have will never be right. Uh, When you go through Matthew chapter number 18, what we find is the Lord is teaching people how to get along. You know, why do we have so much trouble getting along? We, we look at the kids and it's like, just get along. Quit fighting, get along. Right? But the reality is, it's not just the kids. Now, we might do it a little bit more politically correct. We may use a little bit more finesse, uh, maybe a little bit more tact, but regardless, there is an issue, and, and the Lord goes through, and he starts dealing with this area of forgiveness and dealing with problems and how to address them, and then Peter, uh, he opens his mouth, and, and, and he starts talking, he starts asking questions, and it's just neat to see how the Lord deals with this. But how do we get rid of the baggage in our life? Number one, uh, Ev realized everyone owes a debt. Realize everyone owes a debt. Go back to uh, Matthew 18. Let's look at verse 15. Uh, Matthew 18, 15. Use your Bible there. Uh, Matthew 18, 15. I want you to see this. Uh, th- there, these are some steps that we need to be able to uh, grab a hold of uh, and use them in our life. You say, well, pastor, right now everything's good. Okay, but you will need it. It's a, it's a tool that you are going to need in your toolbox, and you want to make sure that you have that ready. Matthew chapter 18, uh, let's look at verse number 15. Matthew 18, 15, we'll read down to verse number 20. Uh, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything uh, that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Now, we use that passage oftentimes uh, to talk about the Holy Spirit or God is with us all the time, two or three gather. But that, that, is, that teaching is based on context of dealing with uh, 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 issues between the brothers, uh, brothers and sisters. He's dealing with, uh, the, uh, dealing with problems uh, in relationships. And so here, uh, you know, the Lord is dealing with uh, uh, problems that need to be reconciled. Uh, but 
everyone, you can't reconcile with everyone. And here the Lord gives this path, he gives this instruction, uh, but it, does, it says that, that uh, if they don't receive it, uh, then you go get another brother. Uh, and, but it's, there's a process here of how to deal with it. Now, uh, uh, we will be wronged and we will, we will wrong others. So we've got to learn how to deal with that. But in verse number 21 now, Peter, uh, he is, uh, he's going to engage with what the Lord just taught about. Uh, 1821, then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother brother, sin against me, and I forgive him till seven times. Now, Peter was just recognizing the reality that he was going to be wronged. He was going to be sinned against. There was going to be a trespass. The trespass is crossing the line. And there are times where people cross a line uh, that they should not cross. And so when he says, uh, sin against me, it's literally the word trespass that's used there. And he said, uh, so Peter is realizing, of the re recognizing the reality that he was going to be wrong. And you know what? We have to just accept it. We're going to be wronged. Is anybody surprised when somebody wrongs you? Now, sometimes I'm surprised at who wronged me. But I've lived long enough to I realize, you know what? I am going to get hurt. I am going to get injured. That's reality. Why? Because we live in a sin-cursed earth. You say, well, I go to church. My friends are all from church, so I should never be wronged. How many of you have perfect friends? No. There, there is no such thing. There are no perfect friends. We are all going to be hurt. We are all going to be wrong. We've got to accept that. Peter here, he was accepting the reality uh, that, that he was going to be wrong. Uh, bitter people do not start out bitter. A seed of injury was allowed to grow and it was nurtured until it became bitterness. You know, you and I do not have to become bitter. That's a choice. You know, bitter people never learned how to deal with forgiveness. They're carrying around their bags. You know, it's time that we get rid of some of these things. There are things that we deal with, and if we're not careful, we can just carry it around. So, well, it's not that big. I've got a smaller one. The reality is, if we don't deal with the small ones, pretty soon we'll have the big ones. And here, we find that those injuries, we've got to learn how to deal with those injuries. The Lord gave a prescription in Matthew 18, verse 15 to 20, on how to deal with it. Peter now is returning to that, and he's saying, okay, well, how often then shall I forgive? Till seven times? Now, seven in the Bible is the number of completion. I can just imagine Peter thinking, till seven times? Now, seven times is a lot of times to forgive. And the Lord said, no, till 70 times seven. 
till 49 times. So that means that we are to forgive 49 times, and on the 50th, they're done. No, it is, we're not counting. We're not keeping track. You know, if we're keeping track, that baggage just keeps getting bigger. That baggage just keeps getting heavier. And forgiveness is something that we have got to learn how to do. Hebrews 12, 15 says, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, uh, lest any root of bitterness springing up, uh, up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Uh, what do we find? We find that if we don't learn how to deal with that seed of injury, that pretty soon that seed of injury is going to grow, and it's going to become a root. And that root is going to come become bitterness. And just like a root, pretty soon you have fruit that is above ground, that is a revealing to everybody what kind of root that, that that was. And when there is not forgiveness and there is unforgiveness there, pretty soon you're going to have bitterness that's just spreading everywhere. Till seven times, Verse 22, Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. Now, Jesus now is going to go from this on forgiveness. The expectation, the mandate is to forgive. But everybody has a debt. And the Lord is going to go through and he's going to give us a parable. A parable is an earthly or a heavenly story with or an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. He is, he is going to give us an, a, a story to help us bring it down to our own life. So, uh, so here, look at uh, verse number 20, 23. Verse 23. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents. For as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshiped him saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave the debt. Now, the, the term talent, it was, a, it was a measurement. They say with money, it was the greatest measurement uh, that was used. Uh, it was, it was the, the, the big number. Uh, uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, theologians and uh, just, just people who studied, they, they say it would be good to liken it to a million dollars. So here you have this 10,000 talents. Uh, uh, can you imagine uh, the, the debt that was owed here? Uh, it'd be like $10 million or 10, uh, uh, you know, just $10 million even. That's just a huge number. It was an insurmountable amount of money. And this man owed that debt. And, you know, for us, if we are going to learn how to deal and to be able to give uh, forgiveness to somebody else, we've got to realize, first of all, that we owe a debt. We have wronged people. Well, that was quiet. We've, we have a debt. We, we have mistreated people. 
We have, we have erred in our life. We have wronged individuals. And there's a debt that is there. You see, if we don't think we owe a debt, then we can be very microscopic on the faults of everybody else. But when I, when I realize that I've got a lot of faults and failures in my own life, you know what I find? It gives me grace with others. You know why we look at the Pharisees in the scripture and, and in the English language we use Pharisee and, and that is a very negative connotation. This wasn't, this wasn't just an action. Pharisee was a group of people. It was a sect of believers. And these believers, these Pharisees, they had a very strict regimen. And, and with that, uh, they were very strict on themselves. And in being strict on themselves, they held everybody else to that same standard. But you know what? If I, have, if I am a debtor and I need forgiveness because I have, I have wronged other people, it's a lot easier for me to show some grace. You see, we have to realize that we owe a debt. This man here in this parable, and remember the Lord just dealt with, uh, with, with uh, telling people how to deal with their struggles. He's telling them how to deal with wrongs uh, and arguments and uh, disunity. And so he's telling them how to deal with those issues. And now he is bringing up this parable. This man that he uses, he owed a great debt. Uh, he had wronged somebody to a very great degree. He lied, he cheated, he stole. Here he was, a servant, and he owed his master. He owed his king all of this money. He probably took advantage of, of other people in the process. But we see, first of all, that everybody owes a debt. Secondly, I, I need, uh, I want to uh, point out to you, secondly, recognize your forgiven debt. Recognize your forgiven debt. We have been forgiven. Now, spiritually speaking, we have been forgiven by God. Let me tell you, we owe him a great debt. We have wronged him. We have broken his commandments. We have sinned and continue to sin. There's a great debt there. But that great debt has been forgiven. Praise the Lord. The Lord has forgiven. What is it? He has had mercy on us. Now, grace is God giving us what we do not deserve. Mercy is God not giving us what we do deserve. And so here, when we, we look at this, we see the, the mercy of God. Uh, God has been merciful to us. He's been merciful. We have, we have not only owed a great debt, he has forgiven us of that great debt. But you know what? There have been people who have forgiven us. Other people with 
flesh and blood that we have hurt. Have you ever said something and as it was coming out, you were reaching, no, trying to pull it back? People that we have hurt with our words. People that we have hurt with our actions. We have, we have all been forgiven. Moms and dads. How many times have we wronged mom and dad? Siblings. I never wronged my siblings, but they sure wronged me, especially my brother. No, there, there have been wrongs. There has been debt forgiven on so many counts, not just spiritually speaking, but there have been debts forgiven by friends. There have been debts forgiven by foes. There have been debts forgiven by family. There have been debts forgiven on so many levels. And in our life, we have to realize that, number one, we are a debtor, but then we need to recognize our forgiven debt. It puts us in a position to where we can even rightfully give forgiveness. Because how can I give something to somebody that they don't deserve forgiveness? You've heard it. Maybe you've said it. I've probably said it myself. Well, I'll forgive them if, they're, if they ask for forgiveness. Or I'll forgive them if they show repentance. Well, show me that in the Bible. It's not there. And you know what? We just keep carrying around this luggage over and over again, and it just becomes more and more. And you know what happens? Pretty soon, you start watching. There's the injury that happens, and you hang on to that luggage. You know what's going to happen? Every time you hear that, hear that person's name, all of a sudden, you just get a little bit uh, frustrated. You know what? You just add to this baggage. Uh, you you uh, see that person, and, and, and you, you just add to that baggage, uh, that the bag just keeps on growing. You, you uh, uh, see that they do something or they say something and you wonder, what do they mean by that? Everything. And you know what you do? We just keep on adding bags. Why? Because we haven't learned how to forgive. And let me tell you something. If we don't learn how to forgive, we are going to weight ourselves down. We'll weight ourselves down. You know, you come to church. You know what? Churches should be a safe place. Should be. But how many of you have ever been hurt in church? My, hand, my hands are up. All of us. We have all been injured. There have been people that have said things or not said things. There was recognition for one, maybe not recognition for you. There was something that happened. Maybe somebody mistreated you. Maybe it was a perceived mistreatment and maybe it was a purposeful mistreatment. But regardless, we've got to learn how to forgive. You see, you forgive somebody else, not for them. 
You don't forgive for their well-being. You forgive for your well-being. Has anybody besides me laid awake at night? Can't believe what they said or did. You know what? They're at home sleeping. Sound as can be. They're fine. But your well-being is not. What do we have to do? We have to forgive. We have to learn to forgive. Not for them. We, we forgive for, for, for the reasons God, God has given to us. So we, we have to recognize uh, your forgiven debt. That's why I tell my salvation testimony so often. You know why? I don't want to forget what the Lord has done for me. Brother Dustin and I were talking about that just a little bit before service. Uh, we, I preached up at Bethel uh, and uh, served on staff there. It's where I got saved. Uh, and he said, well, did you, did you give your testimony? I said, yeah, both services. I said, I don't plan on quitting. I, I, I don't want to forget how good God has been to me. I don't want to forget the brokenness. I don't want to forget the track that I was on. I don't want to forget what he had done. He reached down to that miry clay and picked me up and set my feet on a solid rock. He established my goings. I don't want to forget what he has done in my life. And the reality is, if I don't learn how to forgive, then I will become a very bitter person so destructive. So first of all, we have to, number one, realize everyone has a debt. Number two, recognize your forgiven debt. But thirdly, release yourself by forgiving. Release yourself by forgiving. I won't ask this question, but rhetorically, don't raise your hand because I know people that are sitting here that would have to raise their hand. If you were ever in prison, you know what it's like to be freed. If you have ever been locked up, you know when those doors open and you are released, the freedom that you can experience and let me tell you, when you learn how to forgive, it's like the bars slide back. And you can walk out. But if you don't learn how to forgive, you are a prisoner of your own making. You're a prisoner of your own making. The Lord is trying to help us to deal with this. Uh, the Bible tells us uh, that, that there is going to be injury, but until we forgive, uh, we are a prisoner to the debt. We are a prisoner to that injury. We are a prisoner to that injustice. In Romans 12, verse 18, he said, but if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. If it be possible. You know, it's not possible to live peaceably with everybody. It's not possible. So how do I deal with it if it's not possible to live peaceably? Forgive. Forgive. You can't reconcile with everybody. 
There are people that you can try to reconcile with and you will never be able to reconcile. You can follow the plan of Matthew 18, 15 to 20, but that's why the Lord said, if it be possible. He's, he's recognizing that it's not possible for everybody to reconcile. He said, oh no, if you follow these steps, you'll be able to reconcile. Then how come the Lord was crucified? He wasn't able to reconcile with everybody. He had enemies that he could not reconcile with. So just because you have an enemy or just because you have a fault does not mean that uh, you have not gone through. I'll promise you, if anybody had followed Scripture, it was the Lord. If anybody had had fulfilled all of the word of God, it is, it is the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, but here he said, if it be possible. So regardless of our ability or inability to reconcile, we still are required to forgive. The forgiveness is on our shoulders. Ephesians chapter four and verse 32, the Bible says, uh, he said, and be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Recognizing our forgiven debt. How am I to forgive? As the Lord forgave. You know how the Lord forgave? He forgave unconditionally. It wasn't contingent upon somebody's response. You know, this is, this is one of those areas in life where we better grab a hold of this. Because forgiveness is something we've got to do over and over. I mean, the Lord was hanging on the cross. What did he say? Father, forgive them. It wasn't based on how they, it wasn't that they were changing their mind. It wasn't that they had, they had repented. The Lord was forgiving because he was showing us that even in the midst of great injury, we are still to forgive. That is how he wants us to respond. Peter, his response was, Lord, how oft shall I forgive? How many times am I required to forgive? Give me a number, make it small. But the Lord was, no, 70 times seven. It was exponential. And, and here, uh, Jesus' response was, was different. Uh, his response was, be kind one to another, tenderhearted. And we are to forgive as we have been forgiven. We have been forgiven of a great debt. We have been forgiven unconditionally. Well, I'll forgive if they never do it again. They promise they'll never do it again. How many times have we told the Lord, Lord, I'm so sorry for that. I'll never do that again. And then the next day, we do it again. Over and over. What is it? God's forgiveness is unconditional. And we've got to learn how to forgive. 
Otherwise, that baggage we carry, it will destroy us uh, uh, unconditionally. It wasn't not if uh, I'll forgive and as long as they show remorse or as long as they are repentant. Uh, so, so here we've got to learn how to forgive. We've got to learn how to say, Lord, I am going to forgive people. Now, God is a God who forgets. He casts our sin as far as the east is from the west. So far hath he removed our transgressions from us. What a blessing. He said, your sins I remember no more. Now, with that, if we are going to learn how to forgive, there's a couple things, and this is the message. All that was just introduction. Remember that hour? So how do I, how do I deal with people? How do I work with people and am able to forgive? First of all, number one, don't anticipate injury. Don't anticipate injury. It's not going to show up on the screen. Have, have you ever waited for somebody to blow it because you knew they were going to blow it? Just so you can say, I told you so. Don't anticipate the injury. You know what you're doing is you're setting your heart up for not being forgiving. You are looking for failure. You are, when we look for injury, we'll find it. If we look for a problem, we'll find it. I, I like things to be done. I like them to be done right. I'll take a walk. This morning I took a walk around the campus and I've got about 40 things. No joke. That's got to get fixed. That's got to get fixed. We need to do this, this. Why isn't this done? And I'm just running my mind. You know, it's easy to find a problem if you're looking for it. Especially with people. Don't anticipate the injury. We become skeptical. We become untrusting. And as soon as that is the case, then we're going to find injury everywhere. And guess what? We're going to be needing to forgive everywhere, but we're setting ourselves up for failure because we're looking for the problems. We're looking for that injury. So don't anticipate an injury. Number two, don't meditate on the injury. Quit thinking about it. Well, I was hurt. I'm sorry. Quit thinking about it. Have, have you ever got a splinter? And you're, you know, you pick something up and it's like, oh, I got a splinter. And then you start thinking about that splinter. Man, that thing hurts. And pretty soon it's like you got to go to ER to get this splinter out. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Sometimes when we start looking at an injury, we magnify it. 
we relive it. And so don't meditate on those injuries. The more we think about it, the more the ruts in our memory are engraved. It's, it's sort of like um, uh, the, your, your memory. Um, you know, uh, we grew up, I grew up, we had a, a dirt road. And I don't know how many times I was sent out to try to fill in potholes on a dirt road. You know what? You can throw some gravel in and it can all be flat. But you let about four or five cars run across it and pretty soon that gravel's kicked back out and you've got that hole all over again. You know what? Trying to meditate and think about that injury over and over again, we're just digging that that pothole out. You know, the only way really to get rid of it is to bring a grater in or a dozer in and get it all back down, knock all that, those holes out. You know, in our life, we, we relive those injuries over and over again. Her name was Jenny. She was 92 years old when she died. As the story says that Jenny... She, she, when she was a little girl, had need of a pair of shoes. Her older sister had the money but would not give her, and get this, it was one dollar for her to get another pair of shoes. They say that Jenny lived her entire life and every time family or friends came over, the story of her sister would come up. She was in a care home and the story would come up. It would never, it never went away. You know what happened? She told that story so many times. It was ingrained in her mind, in her memory, and it became a fault for her to talk about it. You know, we start looking at the injuries in our life and we tell the story again. We think about it. We remember it. We mull over it over and over again. And what we find is it digs a rut into our life and pretty soon that bitterness is there and it's just going to keep coming out. Forgiveness. It's something that we all need to learn how to do. So don't anticipate the injury. Don't meditate upon the injuries. Don't ascribe motives. Don't ascribe motives. You know, you don't know why anybody did anything. You just think you know why somebody did something. And based on track record, based on how they've responded in the past, you might have a pretty good idea, but don't ascribe motives because as soon as you start ascribing motives, what you're going to find is those, that, that ascription of motives, now you are becoming God. As though you are the one that knows everything. And let me tell you, we don't know anything. There's a whole lot more that we don't know than what we do know. Don't ascribe mo motives. 
They did that on purpose. They knew that they, knew that they were going to hurt me. They did that on purpose. Don't ascribe motives. You, you want to be able to forgive. So don't, don't create an environment for yourself that is going to stop you from being able to forgive. Uh, they did that on purpose, or they were trying to do that. Uh, those, those, those ruts just keep getting deeper, and you don't want that to happen. Unforgiveness becomes bitterness. And bitterness is, a ba- is baggage And we don't want to carry that around. How off shall I forgive? My brother sinned against me. The Lord didn't say, well, it wasn't a sin. It was was just a mistake. No. Lord said, if they purposefully sinned against you, we are still bound to forgive. And how am I to forgive? As he forgave me. As God, who for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. So let's forgive. What is it that is in that bag that you're carrying around? You need to forgive. You need to get it out of that bag. We need to downsize. I wish I could say I had no baggage. I wish I could say I just have one of those little tiny ones but I probably have more than I even would like to admit. But the reality is, this area of forgiveness, it's something that it will derail us if we don't learn how to forgive. Forgiveness. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. We thank you that you are a forgiving God, and I pray that you would help us, Lord, to be a forgiving people. And Lord, I don't know who is struggling with this today, but Lord, I do know every one of us will deal with it at some point in our life. And so I pray that you'd help us uh, to be able to be uh, like you in this area of forgiveness. And so help us today. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Uh, Nobody's looking around and say, Pastor, the Lord, he used this message in my life. There's some things that I'm dealing with. Maybe I've, I've got some things that I've got to deal with in my life. You say, that's me, Pastor. Pray for me. Just slip your hand up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, you know the needs. I do pray that you would help all of us uh, to recognize them and then, Lord, to deal with them. So help us today, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. Let's stand together. We have a moment of invitation. If you'd like to uh, come to the altar, spend a little bit of time talking to the Lord about that, lay your all on the altar. Maybe you're here this morning and you don't know Christ as your personal Savior. Let me encourage you to come. We'll have someone take the Bible and show you what God has to say about you going to heaven. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc4me.org. May God bless you.